Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome back to the Triforce podcast. That's right, I'm here. I'm joined by Pyroflex. Howdy. You don't even remember what number it is, do you? And also, Sips. I don't have any idea. No. 102. It's 102. 102. Yeah. Wow. Feels like it should be like 106 or 107 by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've taken a little break over summer, yeah. didn't we? So it it was a summer break. You guys have had some little trips away. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a really busy summer. It's been exciting. I've been to, I went to Gamescom, went to Germany. How was Gamescom? Oh, yeah. Gamescom was fine. I've been loads of times. I like Gamescom. I like Germany. I like the people. I like Cologne. Cologne. I've not been to Cologne yet. I it's okay. It's, it doesn't seem like it's not. Doesn't seem like a busy, mega sprawling city too much. It's like kind of fairly condensed in the center. You know, it's nice. It's quite. It's, it's got quite a market. Really, there's lots of nice little shops and stuff. I enjoyed a cigar lounge at the hotel I stayed in last time I was in Cologne. It was nice. They had a woman working in the cigar lounge. There's nobody in there every time we went by. So I guess she just stands around, waits for people to sample some cigars. And we went in and uh, it was with Hat Films and they ordered a bunch of fillies. They were like one euro each. (laughs) (laughs) What is a filly? A cheap ass cigar. It's just like a cheap ass cigar. Yeah. Um, Oh, like Philly is in Philadelphia. No, as in you eat it, you eat it and it fills you right up. Yeah, you eat it. No, like, and she, but she had the little tool to cut the cigar and oh, it was great. It was like all properly ventilated and everything. We were smoking cigars. It's really nice. The only time you ever see that fucking cigar tool used is to threaten people to chop their fingers off in gangster <laughs> movies. Yeah. yeah, that's it. It has two uses, finger threatening and cigar cigar cutting. It's, well, I feel like more, I've seen it more used for the finger thing. <laughs> Than anything else. Yeah. yeah. I do wonder. I wonder if that was part of it. Yeah, you don't see people smoking cigars much anymore. It's because they're, they're like, fucking gross. Like, I mean, even if you're, when I was a big smoker, I'd have cigars occasionally because, you know, you thought it was cool. Yeah. But you can't inhale them or anything. You just, or you just, you just get the smoke in your mouth for the flavor. But if you inhale them, like, no, no one can actually inhale a cigar. It's, it's far too toxic. The flavor is so fucking it hurts your mouth yeah. like it's so strong you can feel the, the the cancer in your mouth that, that's how bad it is <laughs> it is like sucking on an exhaust pipe yeah yeah it's it's rough it's, it's, like i like it's a I, weird thing. I remember the first time i had a cigar i was really young you know and obviously you know what you're like when you're a kid you're fucking around with a cigar and you just breathe that stuff in okay. and it, it was like yeah. oh boy I remember when I was a kid and we were like hanging out in the park, we wanted to be all cool and like adults. And so we rolled up some pieces of A4 paper and just lit the end and breathed in the smoke. It was nice. like that, you know, nice. it was like, well. it was like that. Just horrid. I bet. I bet. It's- <laughs> instead of the A4 paper, we used a aerosol can and uh, just pierced the bottom. Oh and, my God. Um, we inhaled that. That was. Yeah, nice. <laughs> what was in the aerosol? 
Jesus Christ. Shaven foam. Like just Links Africa. Yeah, it was links. I think is I bet if you yeah. were in a group of kids and you were smoking this fucking piece of A4 paper that you'd lit and you were obviously about to be sick from inhaling pure smoke, someone would be like, hey, pass that round. You know, try to be <laughs> 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 cool. <laughs> Your turn. I remember the first time I spice I uh, pinched some of my mum's cigarettes and um smoked one. And I thought I was gonna die. The head rush was so intense. I just like <sighs> took a big hit because you think you're cool and I, my body was like oh my god what is this and I literally was rolling around on the floor thought I was going to puke everyone was so bad <laughs> yeah you get really dizzy and stuff oh like my the, god. the very first cigarette you have is, is, is pretty rough I remember the first time we ever smoked we managed to get somebody to buy us a pack of cigarettes because that used to be like the done thing yeah. hang around outside a convenience store and wait for people like who wait for going an irresponsible in. adults yeah yeah you're always looking for like a like sort of a, like a disheveled looking dad who is on his own <laughs> somebody that you could just be like hey man can you can you buy me a pack of cigarettes <laughs> sure dude, gotta kids. give him the money and he'd go in and buy you a pack so we managed to get a pack of cigarettes and we went out to this uh, it was like behind a, a high school but it was it was wasn't a full forest it was kind of like a field with you know like a few trees and bushes and stuff like that and that's the kind that's of the place you place. could have a portage well yeah. yeah kind of portage but that's the first place that we ever um smoked cigarettes and got drunk as well right um and it was what, just how did uh, you refer to this area because it would have had a, a coded reference well we never we didn't really use it again oh. it was just it was just this random spot sort of out of the way where very clever couldn't be seen from like the the road or yeah. anything like once that. once you've burnt a location you can't go back there, there was like yeah, might be. there were like 20 of us too it was crazy it was just uh, we used to I, I don't know like i guess the older you get you you sort of narrow your friends down yeah. into like a tighter knit group but at the time we just had this massive pot that and everybody was just going to this field with armed with alcohol that we managed to convince somebody to buy for us and cigarettes that we managed to convince somebody to buy for us and it was really fun uh everybody got sick and uh actually looking back it was it's pretty miserable but <laughs> we felt like real men it's one of those rites of passage things yeah you know? yeah it's a, it's a thing that's you right like having a giant posse is a problem because you, you don't trust every, anyone, even if like no one does like like tell on you. Jeremy, you know I mean? yeah, you still don't trust everyone. You know, it, it's like once you've whittled your group down to like a small enough gang, you can believe that they'll all like you yeah. know stand behind you, yeah. you know, or whatever. Or at least they won't. They won't like you know that like the rules, the unwritten rules, just like take shape. You know, whereas if you've got like a big bunch of, like twenty guys, like God, there's always going to be that kid. Who's just like the mummy's boy, or has to bring his little brother along, or something like that? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's always gonna be like oh, the fucking snitch, like that one who will just you know is just gonna tell because he's like the kid of a teacher or something. You know it's gonna get back <laughs> yeah. to them. You know, like, yeah. Oh. I think maybe that's part of the the whittling process is knowing who you can trust. Because if you you're gonna do stupid shit with your friends, right? But you yeah. don't you don't want to do stupid shit with twenty or thirty people because then it's mob rule. You're, even your own friends will. Will have to throw you under the bus to save face in the in in the face of the mob. Oh yeah, it's mob rule. But once you're a small enough group, you know you can fuck up, and it'll just be amongst your mates. They're not going to run off and tell all and sundry because they get enough 
fun out of teasing you in a small group of people, which is bearable. Being being humiliated in front of 30 people is life-changingly humiliating, I'm sure. Yeah. So a small group, you can deal with it because you're all going to fuck up and it's a laugh. You can laugh with and at each other. But in a large group, oh no, you're, you're, that's it. That's why I think that the first few weeks of a new school are such a crucial period because if you fuck up, that's you for the rest of the six years of that school. That's what you're going to be known for is whatever it is you did in that first week. You're tarred with that for life. Yeah. Yeah. What could it so be? You're never, you're never going to shake that like reputation. God forbid you you accidentally pee in your pants or oh something my God. like that. You'll never live that one down. That one will follow you. You'll be PDP piss pants in no time. They'll just call you piss. Oh, piss. That's it. What's your nickname at school? Piss. Piss pants. Fucking stinky ass piss pants. Sometimes that stuff just sticks with you for your whole life, though. Like, you know, Perian flax. Hey. There was a kid in my school, he was shunned purely because he lived on the same road as the school. Once we found that out, no one wanted to know him. Thank God. <laughs> Jeez. There was always that a, there was always a couple of people that sort of got had had a raw deal at school, yeah. right? Like they just didn't wear like the right clothes or they didn't fit in or you know, they just had personality traits that people picked up on quickly and mocked and made fun of or whatever. Yeah. It's it's a really weird thing, isn't it? Like being a child and growing up and going through school and stuff. Like I remember we had this friend, it, he was like and looking back, like you feel kind of bad, but like at the time we were, we were really mean to him. Like uh, it was his dad, his dad had left his mom and moved away, like far away or whatever. And I guess he was taking it pretty bad, right. but we didn't really like, you know, help him. We were like 10, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's just like, what, like we didn't, we didn't know like what to say or do, or I don't even think it registered with most of us or whatever. No. And uh, so we turned up to school one day and we always like we walked to school. So we turn up like pretty early and just like hang around in the playground or whatever, waiting for like the bell to go to go in. And I guess like he was taking it particularly bad this morning and like he'd made he'd written a song about how much he missed his dad and sang it oh to us. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. And fuck. It was so awkward. Even then really awkward God. but man we fucking made fun of him so oh. much like for the rest of school like uh, this went on for years like every time we saw him we'd start singing the song and stuff and it's like that is so tragic it's yeah it's pretty bad <laughs> it's pretty bad but like what how do you know how do you know like any different when you're, yeah, 10? you're a kid yeah your, your, your peers are just as stupid as you it's like um i don't know i guess like i guess we as humans we do it to sort of like I don't know, like gain some social standing with yeah. other people or whatever, like belittling one person. Uh, like It's like the worst thing that you can do. It's horrible. But kids do it all the but time. Every, every school and every kid does it. It's true. Yeah. They all fucking Yeah, it's do. crazy. It is crazy. The kids, my it? kids went back to school today, which is a merciful break from six weeks of... Um, I mean, honestly, they were pretty good. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I was away for quite a bit of the time as well. We had Yogcon and... TI and stuff like that. So I, I was yeah. away for like half of the summer, I, I guess, more or less. Um, but honestly, it is, you know, you can see that they're starting to lack structure in their days and yeah. they need to socialize with other kids. And yeah, yeah, I, they, they were all, they were both really happy. The, the sass starts to build up, right? Yeah. They start to get stroppy and sort of like sassy, they like do. a lot more sassy near the end of the Very much vacation. So. My son went back today too. My daughter starts school, starts nursery on Monday. Oh. But she has, they have like an open, like stay and play thing. Right, right. On, I think, tomorrow. Uh, so she's, so technically, I guess tomorrow is like her first day, but pff, 
I don't know, man. My, one of the guys I, uh, I I was hanging out with at TI, um, Dakota, he, he's got a, a young kid. And he was like, geez, it's just so much work. And they're just around all the time. I was like, look, it does get better because school is amazing. Like once once they start school, you've got so much more free time during the day. They've got stuff to talk about and you've got stuff to work on with on them. There's like so much more structure to just yeah. the day-to-day -day stuff. Like now the weekends or in the evenings, like right now they've got homework, we've got projects to do. It's just things to do. Cause it is, it is surprisingly hard to think of stuff to do with kids. Um, Cause you know, they can't do anything really fun. They can't go to the pub with you and get drunk. They can't watch the cool movies you actually want to watch. They can't go to strip clubs. They can't smoke cigars. You know, some kids tough. do. There's some parents out there who are just like, I don't fucking care. I've got kids. They're coming to the strip club with me. Yeah, I, and they're, they're going to smoke cigars as well. <laughs> smoke cigars. And they've got their own pile of dollar bills to shove down the G-strings yeah. and Put everything. Put some bucks in her titties. Right in the titties, yeah. son. Right in the middle. <laughs> Right in the middle. Go on. Break up. Break up with that piggy bank. <laughs> yeah. No, he's okay. He's with me. He's, he wants to put him right, right in your titties. There, just tuck him a good oh boy. Come on. Now, fetch daddy another cigar. So, what did you get up to? What do you mean? I want to know. Were you, were you like actively at dad entertaining? Why didn't you like send them to summer camp or something? Because that's what my parents did. Well, I'll tell you why. Just... I know Mrs. Flax listens to the podcast. She straight up fucked up. She booked the wrong week. So we had summer camp <laughs> booked. She booked it by the wrong month. So they oh were meant to God. spend a week of the holidays at. Uh, summer camp, which is like 8.30 till 5.30 every day. I was like, awesome. I'll stream all day. It'll be great. No problems. And the day that, the day before, she's like, I, I messed up. The, uh, I booked it the previous month. So I was like, you're kidding me. So I got back from China. Or I think it was or from Yogcon maybe. And I was expecting them to be going to camp. And I, no, I, I, had to, I had them for the whole week. I was devastated. I was <laughs> devastated. Because I, I was looking forward to it so much. Do your kids like summer camp? No, no. But they're fucking going. <laughs> no, yeah. Mine are petrified of it. It's an it's like active threat. Like when, you know, you know, you get those days where you go out and stuff and they get active more. Threat. Yeah, they get more and more excited. It's like the US generals. We got an active, active threat coming. Yeah. Summer camp. Summer what camp. are we gonna do? They start yeah. listening less and less, and like they get they get carried away or whatever. Yeah. That that's when we bust out the summer camp. Oh well, summer camp. You know they're not listening. I'm, I'm just gonna have to phone up the summer camp and say, do you have space for two more people? Because they're we're gonna have to put them in. No, I mean, here's the thing. No, I, no, <laughs> I would, no, ne I would I never go. put them in the one where they have to sleep over because I hated that when I was oh, a kid. Yeah, those, I hated yeah. that and. This was just like all day and it was great. But yeah, we've done it previous years, but Mrs. F made a mistake. It's all right. It happens, love. I, yeah, I, I think I enjoyed it like initially, but I think it got boring because it was the same old shit day after day. Well, once they're there, yeah, they I love think... it. Like I pick them up and like, Daddy, we do all this amazing stuff. And they've made things. They've been swimming. And they've been go-karting. And it's like, it's a really awesome camp. Like, it's really fun. And they love it. But before they go, they're like, because they just want to stay home and play video games. They're my kids. So, you know, I can relate to that. Yeah. But I it's think, like, I think that's what I wanted to do when I was. Yeah, the, you just want to stay home. Yeah. Did, did, did you want to try and like put on dad camp? Like, did, can you imagine if you were like scout leader type no. material? Are you fucking kidding me? And you me? just got your shorts that's on. That's a fucking nightmare. Are you crazy? Why the fuck would you do and that? And you just ran. And you were like, all right, kids, welcome to dad camp. Okay, first thing we're going to do is dig up this uh, old tree stump in the garden. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, give them jobs around the house. I can, I can just about <laughs> handle being around my own kids that I made with my own man syrup you know, a couple of years ago. Yeah. I'm not, I don't want to be around other people's kids at all. Yeah. Like, I, I don't no, want I'm anything to do I'm not suggesting you bring in, like, neighborhood kids. I'm suggesting it's just you... Kids, oh. portage, or like I don't know, doing our like, own kids. Oh right. Do you? Do you? But do you dream of like being like that? 
like kind of outdoorsy dad? No, like, is no, that a thing that you're no, keen to do, no, or is that something you want no. to avoid at all costs? I, it's actively avoid yeah. being that dad, like the plague. Avoid, avoid, avoid. It's a long <laughs> game that you got to play. You can't burn yourself out quickly. Activities and stuff like that only if you're really, really pressed. Yeah, you're having like a especially difficult day. That's when you bust out like the paints or whatever. Yeah, you don't just bust out the paints first thing. That's crazy. You yeah. gotta be crazy. You've gotta have a backup. It's messy. You know, it requires you to like stand up and stuff. Fuck that. You know, Batman. He always has stashes of bat equipment around Gotham, right? He always has them stashed just in case he yeah. needs them. It's like a reserve. Spider Man does the same thing. He he secures Spidey's kits around uh new york just in case dad stuff is like that like i feel like i need a backup so that when they're really losing their minds i'm like right let's uh make some bead necklaces like, yeah, yeah yeah it's like cool like, you don't, yeah you don't open with that you save your best material for when when you know the previous few jokes have bombed you go to that a material in the back of your pocket that's that's the plan there yeah we've got batman survival kits like all over our house there's always something like my wife's really good she'll 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 get something like we'll be on vacation or whatever and she'll buy something and i'll be like oh fuck why did you buy that like it's you know it's so much fucking hassle or yep. super messy or whatever and she's like no no we're not they're not using it now i'm saving this for like you know when we do this or yeah. when we go here or whatever and they're, oh yeah fuck that's a really good idea you know what i mean like just to like keep them keep them off your back for a oh, bit or like right. you know for like a long plane journey oh, or something so, like let me can we just give a round of applause to mums everywhere because yeah. dads don't think of that shit i'm no, sorry dads don't dads are just like in like meltdown mode all the time right we're, we're ready for it. the panic shit you know like yeah that's right a kid's You're broken a leg or something and bam then i'm ready to go but if it's like yeah. how do you entertain them for two hours like don't know netflix you like yeah, yeah yeah i'm the same it's like here can you entertain the kids for two hours and you're like yeah okay sure that sounds great and then uh, your, your wife leaves and you're like all right kids let's watch a movie and then they're <laughs> yeah. like no 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 we want to play like a fort building with uh you know hybrid hide and seek yeah. and and this and you're oh what yeah geez you mean i have to be involved come on physical games yeah. that's that's not sitting down and watching a movie kids <laughs> yeah that's it yeah i mean that's like the kind of thing they did before movies right they did like the parlor games like i remember my parents used to have this old book um full of like parlor games that you could play and they were it was it was one of these kind of dusty old like it looked like a fucking antique but it was full of That's like no way to talk about your parents Lewis. stupid these like like sardines and stuff like that you know things that and charades and like i don't know just weird little i things. think I, I think i remember seeing a book like this on, on a grandparents shelf and half the games were fucking awful like really no, boring they're all, they're all really weird as well and speaking of board games we bought uh while we were away we went to um center parks in longleat for like the 20th time uh for a week this summer it's really nice though like the kids really like it and stuff and like we're familiar with it so we know the kind of things that we want to do or whatever and uh it was raining one day and we picked up travel battleship Okay. Uh -huh. I played yeah. I played Travel Battleship with my son. I was really surprised at over the years how good I'd become at Battleship. Because <laughs> I have like I have a firing pattern, I have strategy, I've got like a layout strategy for my ships and stuff. Man, my son does not have any of that, okay? Like his his technique is he just clears row by row by row by row. Oh <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. it's just like 
And at first, like the first game we played, he got a hit on one row, uh, but he just kept going with the strategy. He didn't even follow up the hit to He's try like to sink robot. the ship. Like yeah, a yeah. machine was, learning. So I had to like explain to him, I was like, if you get a hit, you got to find the boat. Like, you, you know, you got to sink ships in this game. And then like a couple games later, he was like, you know, he had like a better strategy and right. stuff, but he still wasn't doing like the diagonal, like uh firing pattern, right, with, like, right. leaving spaces in between. Cause you got to find that little like PT boat, right? Oh, the, yeah. the, the, the two circle one, like the, the small one, the two because that, that's the fucker. That's the one that that's always the one that'll get you. survives. Yeah. So you got you got to start off as you mean to go on with like a really tight firing pattern. Try to try to nail that bastard. And <laughs> I, I, again, I was really really surprised at just how uh, logical and efficient dominating you were. Dominating, yeah. I let him win the first game though. I felt bad, so I was like, yeah, I gave him a couple of hints. God, that must have taken fucking ages if he was doing the old scan and well, scan there was an element. There was an element tactic. of that too. It was late and it was approaching bedtime and everybody was tired. So I was like giving him hints but he it was his first game so he wasn't following up the hits still That's so, so funny. i was like yeah it was right man i mean battleship is of uh, as a game possibly the simplest yeah it's a good introductory game, game for a small yeah, kid right i think Who... so i feel like scrabble would be difficult you know <laughs> For a four-year-old, yeah, yeah. Oh, hungry hippos is. I mean, that's a physical game. The though, problem yeah. with that you is know. the balls get everywhere. Like you're gonna yeah, lose. Do, we yeah. we had it for a week, and then every single ball was lost. I, they're probably still in the house somewhere, but it's yeah. frustrating. It's yeah. frustrating. Yeah, we were gonna try to get Monopoly and Cluedo, but I don't know. I think uh, it would have been a stretch. Also, Monopoly is like a bit of a Monopoly is the worst game of all time. Family breaker. And Cluedo's just fucking sucks. <laughs> Cluedo does suck. I, I I forgot like how how bad it sucked actually. Oh, yeah. I recommend terrible. Agricola. That's a fun game. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. It's like a resource place. It's a bit grindy. Yeah, it's game. just farming. It's... You just get a little farm. You get pigs. You get sheep. It's great. Everyone has fun, and then in the end, someone wins. But it's not like you're losing along the way. You're having fun building your farm up regardless. And all right, you know the other farm might be fancier, and that person might win. But you still got a sick little farm at the end of it with pigs and sheep and cows. Just saying. There's lots of good games uh, that you can play these days um like small world's really good um stuff like that like stuff like stuff like you said though pflax where everyone is in it till the end that's yeah. the key with a board game like like not to knock people out exactly. along the way because that just sucks oh, by the way my kids I, I got a steam account for for my kids um oh they're playing house flipper i think you've played it sips haven't you yeah they love it so do i man they I, that love game is it. Awesome. House, if they like house flipper add that to the dad camp like, <laughs> today kids we're gonna we're gonna Play we're gonna house tidy flipper. up the garage we're gonna, flip the we're house, gonna lay a floor just like house we're gonna flipper. plaster the walls yeah. but for real man. Yeah. Welcome to Dad Camp, but it's just in this shitty cockroach-infested house that you're you're like, do you have, like play house flipper? Time to do it IRL, baby. Get to work. <laughs> I bought the house across you know the mean? way. It's a disaster zone. Get clean. God, they're gonna love I it. Wanna, I want this wall knocked through, kids. All right. I want this knocked through. <laughs> make sure it's not load bearing yeah. though. Just and don't make forget sure. to put the steel in. That's very heavy. Man. Right, you're gonna be staying over as well, and I'm gonna go home and play Dota. Man. Good luck. Here's two cigars. Speaking of Dota, I went. I went. I went to China. I went to China for ten days. That's, that's right yeah how did that go how was ti9 i heard that the next one's going to be in stockholm it's going to be in stockholm baby that's crazy it, it's going to be hype we got to go to that so china is pretty much the last place i ever want to return to um it's not a fun place to be and i'm i honestly ti was was good but china is just too much man it's just it's not it's too different it, it makes too little sense they've got you know the government there is is a bit a bit 
questionable to say the least. And it's just it's just weird, man. Living under that kind of regime, you're not used to it in Britain. You're not used yeah. to being censored, having things denied you, like the, the internet and stuff like that. It's there. You, there's a palpable lack of of freedom, and coming from the freedom-loving West, it's very it's very disconcerting um, to go there. So I found it quite uh, quite difficult. They didn't have freedom fries or anything over there. No freedom fries. Um, censorship on the internet. I mean, you had um, a, a you had a VPN there, yeah, right? But the fact is, everybody has one. And you think, why am I living in a country where I need a VPN just to see the news? You know what I mean? Like Twitch is banned. Like you can't watch Twitch without a VPN. Um, and Google is banned. And you just think this isn't right. Like this isn't this is it doesn't feel right. You're, I'm not used to that mm. in Europe or America. You, you're just not used to it. So when you go somewhere like that and spend that amount of time there, it messes with you and you, it it's really unsettles you. And you realize how many people are probably living that way around the world and it's it's um disconcerting yeah like it, it's it really is and i'm just there for 10 days and then i'm going home but it it's it's troubling to to be there and to think of all those a billion plus people living like that um i mean you know they, they do all kinds of fucked up shit it's just it's just it's just horrible so there was that and there was also the fact that your average chinese person doesn't understand queuing <laughs> at all well, okay now we're at the real crux uh, of the man, issue that's that that isn't something that, specific that, to china that is just human nature no like, but it's, this, this it's is very crazy. this is very china because my my friend my friend who i was there with ken he, he's he's uh he's from china and his parents when they're in china do the exact same thing they cut they cut in line like nobody's business. So we were there was a queue of six people waiting God, to get ice cream. God, that drives me nuts. It, but it's so accepted. So we're queuing up there to get ice cream at the ice cream bit in the restaurant in the the hotel. It was a, it was a big buffet restaurant. You have everything you want. There was all different stations you could go to. And we're queuing up for ice cream, and this little old lady comes up, just cuts, steps straight in front. One chocolate ice cream, please. And the guy serving the ice cream just gives her the ice cream, and off she goes. Nobody says a word. And after 10 days of that, you just, I was cutting. I was just going, fuck this, I'm doing it. So there'd be a line of people just straight up to the front. One minute ice cream, please, and they give it to you. Nobody's like, sir, there's a queue. Like, there's just no concern. <laughs> Man, I was just I like, go, oh, fuck it, I'm going you all in. You embrace the culture. I go, I go to my fullest George Costanza when that happens, when somebody <laughs> cuts. Because I just think it's so true. We, we fucking live in a society. What are you doing? Like, you yep. know, nobody got the memo that you were leaving your fucking house today and that everybody had to fucking clear the path for you to like get up to the to the counter first and and everything like well they all do what it buddy. the fuck it's crazy they all do it and oh my they just God. don't give a shit it's it's weird which says to me that's a lack of concern for other people like fundamentally that's what that means is i don't care about everybody else i mean i i got some respect for somebody who just doesn't give a shit and doesn't even try to hide it the ones that drive me the most nuts are the people who pretend to be completely oblivious to the fact that they're, they're, <laughs> that they're you know like you, there's there's quite clearly a massive fucking line and surprise somehow it's orderly as well yeah and and then you you just get that guy who's wearing like uh like red pants and yep. like a, a fucking he's got red pants and like penny loafers and it has sunglasses and like a fucking straw hat or something on he's you know what straight, i mean he's cutting straight to the front of that fucking and line. he he goes right up to the front of the line with that stupid fucking face where he's just like oh, uh, uh, i've never i've never been out in public before <laughs> and it's just like what are you doing like get in the fucking back of the line you're, you're not you're not oh, fucking you, jesus like what are you what I, are you fucking doing jesus up there? wouldn't cut jesus no. would wait of he course would wait. he wouldn't 
He would not. Jesus would not. He would wait patiently. Here's another thing that would drive you crazy. Hold on. Is this about queuing? It's about cutting. Yeah. No, go for it. Go for it. Okay. This is about jobs worths, which is another thing I hate. And China is full of people who are jobs worths, right? So What does that mean? It means they do their job to the letter. And if you ask them to do anything outside it, they won't. And if they have a rule to follow, regardless of how inane that rule is, they will follow it to the letter because it's more than their job's worth to do otherwise, right? Now, part of this must be about coming from communist China and that the literally you did your job and nothing more, nothing less, because that was the way you did things to keep your head down and stay under the radar. It's like malicious compliance, exactly. isn't it? So, for example, this is a prime example. We needed to get a shuttle from the hotel we were staying in to the place we were working. It was about a 20 minute shuttle right away. And they just waited outside the hotel and they went on the hour. We were gonna get the nine o'clock shuttle, 9 p.m. shuttle to go start work because we tend tend to start after, you know, about 10, 10, 30, sometimes later. Our show went on at the end of the day. So it's quarter to nine, we're like, cool, we haven't missed the last shuttle. We go downstairs, we say to the girl at the desk, is there a nine o'clock shuttle? She says, yes. So we go over to the shuttle place. There's the shuttle with the name of the hotel we're going to on it, Intercontinental. We say to the driver, Intercontinental, he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get on, he turns on the bus, turns on the air conditioning, we sit on the bus, we're waiting. 15 minutes we're waiting on the bus, it gets to nine o'clock, he turns off the engine, stands up, waves his hands, and gets off the bus. He'd finished at nine, that was it. He'd finished at nine, so there's no more shuttles. (laughs) Why did he let us on the shuttle, (laughs) turn on the engine, turn on the AC, I'll tell you why. Because if he told us, no, I'm finishing at nine, he, it's then his problem to help us find another shuttle or to at least tell us where we're meant to go. So he plays it right by, by Chinese rules. You wait until your time is up and you dust your hands and you get the fuck out of there. That is exactly what he did. He oh disappeared as soon as it was nine o'clock, gone. So we went back into the lobby and said to the girl at the desk there, this, there was like a desk for the, the, the Chinese production at TI. We said to her, the, the shuttle guy finished. She went, and she's putting on her coat and bag and she's like, yeah, it's nine o'clock, he's finished. I am too, see ya. Bam, she's out the door. So we go, <laughs> we, go, we go up to the ninth floor, which is like the last remaining desk. It's like the 24 hour desk to support everyone in the hotel who's there for TI. We go to the Chinese girls up there and we're like, uh, the shuttle that was meant to go at nine, the guy said it was finished. He goes, oh yeah, he's finished at nine. You need to go to the first floor. And I was like, no. I was like, I put my hands down the desk, like, no. I said, listen to me, she told us she'd finished. You need to get us to the hotel. We have to start work. We need help. And she was like, all right. Picked up a phone and reluctantly made a phone call and palmed us off onto someone else. That was as much as she would do. She was not going to help us. She was going to get someone else to handle it. And they, they do that in China all the time. You ask someone for help and they'll say, yeah, I'll get right on that. Steve, get right on that. And they're like, yeah. cool, I helped you. So that, that it's like that it's everywhere. It's a combination of of it's not worth it's it's not worth um you know, it's it's more than your job's worth, but it's uh, it's a combination of just fucking laziness as well. That is a glorious power move, though. Really, it's like someone comes to you with a problem, and you say, "Don't worry, yeah, Steve will help you with this problem." And then suddenly, you know, you can just smile and, and look at them placidly yeah. while Steve, who is Steve, is like a dog. Yeah, you know, Steve Steve's, has no fucking how's idea. How's Steve gonna help me? You know, but they've alleviated themselves of the problem. You get a lot of that in big companies, like uh, especially I find like most of the big companies I've worked for, like banks and stuff like that. You you get a lot of that. Like you'll go over to a team and you'll be like, and it's their responsibility, like that, you know, this certain thing or whatever. And you go over and you're like, yeah, this isn't working. Uh, It's not working for this reason. Uh, You know, like what, what, what do we need to do about this? And then they're like, oh, well, we'll just ask, uh, we'll, we'll get this person to sort out. It's like, well. It's you're meant to fucking sort it out. If you can't fucking sort it out, why are you in this fucking job just to say <laughs> that somebody else is going to sort it out? Like I could have just gone to him directly. I didn't need to come to you first. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, 
I don't even know, like, fuck, it amazes me. Like, I know I say it a lot, but fuck, I don't, I don't understand how these companies even make money. Like, it's yeah. stupid. They just have all of these people that just don't do shit. Yeah, like it's just they, a bureaucracy. They're incapable of even doing their jobs. Like, their job is to just get somebody else to do their job. It's, it's, yeah. it blows my mind every time. It is crazy. But yeah. so for another example is we had to, when we went to the, the hotel restaurant, we had to get a little voucher to say we were with um, TI and that, you know, it was paid for. Otherwise you need to pay. We'd go to the ninth floor and we had to get a lunch voucher. We got a little voucher. We go back down to the restaurant on the, on the second floor, go, go for lunch. Now you had to get one for dinner as well, but they wouldn't give you the one for lunch and the one for dinner at the same time. You had to come up for lunch and you had to come up again for dinner and there was no reason at all other than someone hadn't told them to just give the vouchers to people when they need them. You know, oh, you just give them lunch and dinner at the same time, no problem. So every single day we'd be like, oh, let's go get some dinner. I'm like, fuck, we're gonna go up to the ninth floor. They would not deviate from this at all. Even if you were like, look, you see us every day. Can you just give us the two vouchers now so we don't have to come up here again? No. And then they brought in the system where you have to sign your name and tick a box to say that you've taken the lunch voucher and then do the same thing again when you come up for the dinner voucher. We were like, what is the point in this form? Who cares? They're like, we have to do it. They told us to do it. It's like, fine. So they were <laughs> keeping tabs on it. But they only did it for three days and then that just went in the bin. So what was the point in the paperwork? What was the point in the ticking and writing and naming? And, and then there were like three different numbers on this ticket and it was stamped. Someone had put some official stamp on it. They, it's just pure bureaucracy and, and nobody, everybody washing their hands of any kind of responsibility. No one thinks for themselves. That, that was my summary of what it was like in China. I, I, f I feel like that is an experience that I've had at events loads of times too, though, right? Whenever you're going away with some kind of corporate thing, there's always a load of corporate drones on there and they're all giving you all this exact same shit, you know, that you go, you go and fucking queue up and there's some, you know, asshole in a fucking looking like a dumbass who's who looks like just enough of a dumbass and behaves just enough of a dumbass that you could possibly forgive him for cutting in the front of that queue. But there's a good, there's a, there's about a 50, 50 chance he is a dumbass and that he knows that he can get away with it because he's done it before. And so he just sees a cue and he's like, I'm just going to chance this, you know, and if someone calls me on it, I'll just act like a dumbass. And, you know, but, but there's a good chance they're not going to call it. You know, I, I feel like that, that though you, we, we see those people in America, we see those people in the UK, but they, they exist. Like, like this same bureaucracy bullshit exists in our country too. Like, I don't think it's I don't know. more it, or less it, it bad was... in China. I think if you're staying in hotels with a corporate sponsor, no, this was different. with people who are terrified of losing their their job for like, or being told off by someone, you know, up, up a ladder. I've, I've done this at other places. Like I, I've, I've, I've worked all over the place and I've, I've never seen bureaucracy like it is in China. There's no reasonable, there's no reasoning, there's no, no pleading, there's no, could you just help me out in none of it. If it's, if they have not been told specifically that this is a thing they can do, they will not do it. So for example, the bar that we were shooting in every night for the show, we, we were this little bar, it was the same barmaid every single night and the same bar manager. There were always like five of them behind the bar. Only one of them would ever serve drinks. I don't know what the other guys were there for. It's the, the girl was the only one to serve drinks. The rest of them just stood around. Occasionally she'd confer with them and then she'd get you your drink. I don't know what was going on. We were in there one day slightly early and there's a coffee machine and some water on the bar, right? For the, pe for the people putting the shoot together uh, if they want it. She will not serve drinks until after nine o'clock. Not for licensing reasons but because they've been told that they serve coffee and water until nine and then drinks after that. And I'm like, we need the beers for the show because we're going to go live. We need them as props because we start the show with a beer. She's like, no, we can't do it till nine o'clock. I was like, why? She goes, because it's the coffee machine and the water until nine o'clock. I said, so it's not like a licensing thing or hotel rules or anything. She's like, no, but we do water and coffee till nine o'clock. I was like, right, I understand that, but I need a beer. She's like, no, I can't, not till nine o'clock. It was <laughs> five to nine. 
So I'm like, cool. So we just stood there for five minutes. And then I said, can I have a beer, please? She goes, well, I've got to clear the coffee and the water stuff away first. I was like, can you just give us a bit? She was like, no, can't do it. So she had to take the coffee machine off and put that away. Very slowly take all the bottles of water off and put them somewhere. And then she was able to serve me my beer. I've never seen anything like that. It's such a minor thing. It's not really important. It doesn't really bother me, but it's just... It's so fucking petty that it feels personal. You feel personally attacked. I, that does bother me, actually. That's like a Karen just being a real... That is malicious compliance, yes, exactly. though. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But there, there's no reason. And also, she never recognised us. It was a, Me and Dakota were the same two people in the bar every night. And they knew that we were on a tab. We were on Valve was I mean, paying for the I mean, you're fairly iconic looking. But I'm a, the the only know. bald guy she sees all day. Probably, right? I mean, there were hardly any other bold people. You don't see many bold people in China. I'm not being funny. There just aren't many bold people in China. And I'm like, glasses, bold, tall, loud English bloke. And she was like, every single time she was like, who are you? I was like, come on, love. You must, come on. I've, I've ordered like 20 beers from you over the last five days. Surely you must realize it's me. I still had to go and get the Valve guy to just nod. And then she would give me the beer on the tab. I had to find a Valve employee to go, please just give him the beer. They're like, yep, okay. I was like, come on. It was ridiculous. Oh my God. Yeah, it was, it was like that the whole time. Like one time I, I went to get my lunch voucher. I didn't have my badge with me. And it was this, this girl had given me lunch and dinner vouchers for 10 days. I go up there and she's like, you don't have your badge. I was like, yeah, but you know me. Can I just have my lunch badge? Sorry, you need your badge. I was like, what do you think I've been fired or what? Why do you think I'd, I just forgot my badge? Can I please have my lunch voucher? No, we have to give them to badge holders. I was like, so you're just saying you don't know who the fuck I am. There's a 20 vouchers deep in our relationship and you refuse to give me a voucher. What's the worst that can happen? I get lunch. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm so on board with this, actually. I could I could listen to you like rant mold you're molding that's what yeah. you are all day <laughs> molding just <laughs> I, yeah. I saw that word the other I, day I thought it was quite it funny. is a good word I, I I I've got one okay listen to this one and this one didn't take place in China either this one took place in the beautiful country of France okay are you ready for this one yes sir. sure so there I am at Disneyland Paris okay with my with my family my whole family is there. My daughter was like pretty small at the time. Uh, my son was like was much younger at the time as well. Me and my wife are there, and we got uh, regrettably, uh, and we'll never do it again. We got the fucking we got the shuttle transfer bus from the airport to the Disneyland Resort. It's like meant to be the start of your magical journey through Disney. Yeah, a bus from that from the airport. It's got like Mickey Mouse on the side and they you can watch a Disney movie like on the bus because it takes like an hour to get there and stuff. And like my kids were pretty excited. They're like, oh, great, you know, take the bus, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So we get there, we do Disney and everything. Um, but when we booked it, for whatever reason, we were meant to be flying out of uh, Paris, Charles de Gaulle, mm -hmm. the uh, the airport. Right. And then but of course, in Paris, there's another airport. There's uh, there's Orly airport or oh oh really like you know the stupid owl right so there's two airports right yeah we're we're flying out of charles de gaulle okay uh and but for some reason on our our shuttle ticket it said orly airport okay which we were not meant to be going to um so this wasn't a problem coming in you know we got on the bus we were like oh hey um you know we're, we're off to to disney but uh, our ticket said that we should be getting it from orly airport but we you know, the, the booking agent or whatever just said, just to mention it to you. So the guy was like, yeah, cool. Get on the bus. Like, let's go sort of thing. So off we go. On the way back, 
uh, where we were waiting for the bus. And we were kind of like pressed for time as well because we were a bit late getting out and everything. And we had to get this like one specific bus so that we could get to the airport on time. Uh, and it was this, it was just, just this woman who had that, had just the face of a job's worth, you know, you can, you can almost see them from like a mile away. Like you could just tell, like just by their demeanor and stuff that they're, they're just like that, that type of person or whatever. So she's like, she lumbers over and she's, you know, she's barking at people and she's asking for tickets and stuff. And so I go up and I say, I say, oh yeah, we're, we're going to Charles de Gaulle. Like give her, give her the ticket. She's like, no, no, you're not. That says Orly on it. It's like, yeah, I know, but like it, there was a, a booking problem or whatever, or they, they got it wrong. And they said to just mention it to you guys and that it's not a problem. You, you know, it's just, just another airport. Like who cares? Right. She's like, no, no, I can't take you. Your ticket says Orly on it. Uh, what, what's the difference? Like, it's just, a, it's just another airport. Like I had to, so I had to like reason with her and everything. And then she's like, uh, I have to call my, my manager. She was like all in a big huff about it. She was like super annoyed and, and mad. And she, so she's on the phone for like 20 minutes and the whole bus is delayed and everything. And then she comes back uh, and, and she doesn't even say anything. She just grabs the ticket and just starts stamping it because I guess her boss just said to her like, the fuck is your problem like who cares it's just another airport like just take them or whatever uh and i guess like i guess she lost that battle right um so it was it was our fault that she'd been vanquished uh in her weird fucking battle of principles or justice in the world or whatever um and then she wouldn't speak to us for like the rest of the the time and stuff dude fucking riddance pal that's what i say what? how do you become <laughs> how do you become such a piece of shit that's what i want to know i don't know what, what fucking don't happens know. in your stupid scummy life to to make you such a cunt like what? I, I think i mean if you hate your job i get it i i've had jobs i hated but you don't take it out on other people yeah because that's not going to make you feel better unless and this is why i don't regret calling these people pieces of shit unless the only way you can make yourself happy in a miserable job is by treating other people like shit if that cheers you up fuck you i don't give a shit how bad your job is if your only release is torturing customers and being a cunt fuck off get another job on the sun and burn to death <laughs> well, you piece no, of don't. shit if you're garbage cockroach if, bastard fuck. if you're miserable in that job you fucking deserve it you piece of shit stay in it just be yeah, just stay be in a your sad miserable fucking, fucking shit staying on this planet you piece of shit Ugh, fuck you burning hell yeah. fuckers to like give a perspective though like imagine earlier in that day she'd like been shown a ticket to like you know, already airport, whatever, right? By another dumbass family. I knew you'd like, take a side, Lewis. Red trouser wearing idiots pushing in yeah, front. He's got right, the fucking with straw stupid hat kids. And the glasses. And They're annoying kids. They're like fucking crying and yelling and spitting and covered in like chocolate and just like all sticky fingered and they're sneezing in your face and they're making it all gross. You've put to put up with this the whole fucking day and your boss is being an asshole to you and you take them and imagine you, they were like, oh yes, we need to go to this airport. And so you look at their ticket and it says, oh, well, no, it says all the airport. And they're like, oh no, no, we need to go to Charles de Gaulle. So you take the Charles de Gaulle and then they're like, what are you doing? This, the ticket says all the airport. Why did you take us here? And they were like, well, that's where you told me to take you. And they were like, no, that, no, you're an idiot. You took us to the wrong one. And then you get in trouble. The, the, the dumb thing, though, is it's a big bus. There was like five people on it. She could have just stopped and picked up anybody along the way. And nobody would have cared or noticed or anything. You know what I mean? Like, it, like who fucking cares where you're going? Like, if somebody wants to run on the bus, just let them get on the fucking bus. Even if it's the wrong bus, who cares? It's up to them, right? Like, Amen, brother. Jesus. Amen. I, 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 I actually get it. Like, I used to work in a bar 
and you know not for very long obviously when i was like 16 or something and i was just i was just giving people free drinks i was terrible yeah, but you're the opposite of the problem we're saying that's cool yeah fight the power yeah you know I, give people the free drinks yeah. accept the wrong i ticket. was a terrible employee who but, cares yeah because in the in the arcane bureaucracy of whatever vast corporation you're working for you're just a drop in the ocean, man. No one gives a shit. It's not like they're going to say, hang on a second. Sure, someone gave someone a, a free free cider. Surely the karma bank alone is going to come back and reward you at some point, right? Like the more the more you just like are helpful towards people who are customers, like, you know, just like hook them up or whatever. Like, you know, your limits, right? Like, you know, like if your boss is like the kind of guy who comes in and weighs like every spirit bottle and you know compares that to his profits and stuff like that okay cool maybe don't give out free drinks or whatever but like most people like don't do that right so you can get away with it you might as well get away with it because amen who knows you might hook up somebody who's like gonna turn around and be like oh fuck you're the best bartender here's a fucking thousand bucks or something like you know what i mean <laughs> like, like in the and then, or something. yeah and then you get a thousand bucks and you're like well fuck this job i'm a millionaire now i'm out of here because <laughs> you can't do maths <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. man oh all right uh so um i went i went to hospital a couple of nights ago right so oh shit yeah. serious so i yeah, yeah. It was. I was there for two hours, a grand total of two hours before I got an Uber home. So it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. But it was fucking scary. So here's what happened. Um, you guys know I've talked about my heart thing before, yeah. right? Where my my heart yeah, is yeah, crazy. Yeah. So I was. This was two nights ago. Uh, so it's Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Just drifting off to sleep, and I start to get this feeling like if I go to sleep, I'm gonna forget how to breathe. Like my body's. Like I keep feeling like I have to deliberately breathe like my body isn't naturally just doing it you know the way you're not thinking about it and you're, yeah. you're breathing so every time i'm drifting off to sleep i'm catching myself awake like really suddenly not like that thing where you feel like you're falling which is i can't remember what they call that reaction there's a someone out there will instantly have said it but it's there's a reaction sometimes when you're falling asleep you'll wake up really with a start like you were falling have you ever had that before yeah yeah you just like right. you do like that like weird like you can you like flail that, so in yeah. bed sort of <laughs> yeah, and exactly. it wakes you up enough to know that you've done it sort of thing exactly yeah. so if it was like that but instead of feeling like i was falling the feeling was oh my god i'm not breathing so i started to to really freak out and i started to feel my pulse rate going up and it felt like it was fluttering all over the place and i started to feel nauseous and dizzy and i thought oh my god you're I'm... having a panic attack right but i thought i was having a heart attack so I've never, I've right. never had a panic attack in my life. No, nothing even close. I didn't have a stressful day. Nothing. That's and very I, textbook. I, textbook, textbook panic, panic attack, attack right? right? As I've subsequently found out. So I said to Mrs. F, I think I'm having a heart attack. You better call the ambulance. I actually thought my my vision was like tunneling. I honestly thought I was about to fucking die. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what's going to happen. It's horrible. Yeah. You're going to work yourself up to to that exactly. horrible experience. So be, be, because of the fucking heart stuff I'd had before, I thought it was. I thought right, third time's a charm. Instead of just SV like a SVT attack, it's going to be the fucking full on heart attack. I thought this is it. Shit. So I was really panicked. I was terrified. The ambulance turns up. They put the EKG meter on me. They shave. I've got fucking shave patches on my chest again. And the guy looks at me and he says, "What do you think your heart rate is right now?" I said, "God, it must be like a million. And he said, "It's it's perfectly normal." I was like, "What do you mean?" And they printed out some of the EKG and said, "Look." And I was like, what the fuck? I said, I honestly thought it was going crazy. He said, look, he said, I'm not going to say that it's not nothing. We're going to take you in and they're going to do blood tests. But 
it looks like a panic attack. I was like, what do you mean a panic attack? I've never had a panic attack in my life. Like, what am I panicking Man, about? Maybe it was just like, what? If, maybe it was just residual like uh, rage panic from that woman in China. <laughs> from that fucking ticket. <laughs> and not yes. serving you your, your beers. You were, just t- you were telling your wife about all the queuing yeah. and the bureaucracy. Maybe it, just caught up. maybe it all subconsciously just caught up with you. You know, you're just Wait, like. Man, I tell you what, it was, it's really, it really shook me up. Like the whole yesterday I was like really oh, no. wobbly. And then I, I, I keep thinking about it and every time i think about it i think i'm gonna have another one and but now i know what it is i feel like i've got a bit more control over it and i told my mates on whatsapp i was like lads i went to hospital i had a fucking panic attack and two of them it's not a there's only eight of us in this chat two of them have had them one of them has has had several Jeez. i was like what and i i misses i told me another guy that she knows has had them i was like what is it with these things like is this something that happens and i guess maybe we just don't talk about it or it's, people don't understand what it's like but it was it was fucking horrible it was really horrible yeah i was Jesus. actually thought it was my final hours it was so great well, that is that is that feeling is very familiar to me as an asthma attack and will be familiar to a lot of people as an asthma attack because an asthma attack is very similar like you feel like you can't breathe and that develops very quickly into a past panic attack they're very similar right. in the way they, they they affect you you know you you feel like you feel like you're gonna die, you Man. know. I mean, it's very stressful, um, and and a lot of the time, you know, sometimes if it's brought on by something that's not physical, like asthma attacks are brought on by this physical tightening right, in your right. chest, and since the medication relieves that, it's a very way to, it's, it's a very quick snap yeah. out of it, you know. Whereas, like, I think these these anxiety attacks, like I definitely have had them over the last couple of years at various points, um, and I think everyone shouldn't be ashamed or it shouldn't be you shouldn't feel less macho because you've had one or whatever no absolutely i don't not. think of myself as macho anyway but now that you put it that way yeah, nice. i am pretty macho <laughs> no but you know what i mean it does feel like you know you're you're obviously a strong dad i'm, I'm not i'm absolutely not ashamed of it i'm happy to talk about it it's just it's weird because i i feel like the the part for me is whenever i've heard the words panic attack in the past i thought i'll fucking grow up what are you panicking about i didn't realize that it was literally an attack on your body yeah like your your mind and your body are fucking completely disunited and freaking out and your body is responding as if something awful is happening like i've never had that kind of it's, it's like a complete psychosomatic breakdown where your body is like oh my god i'm nauseous i'm dying i can't breathe it's a heart attack and the more you think about it and the more you panic about your symptoms the worse it gets so your brain is now fucking spiraling out of control your body unbelievably is doing the same thing normally your body is just perfectly chill and it's only external influences that cause it alarm but instead this is like your brain is making your body freak out and you have no control it's over like anything. an animal th- it's like an animal thing though what happens is like you are convinced that something is wrong in your mind like it's like the classic thing of if, if someone gave you like poison and said you've just eaten poison you'd be like oh my fucking god i feel sick and then you'd puke right, right? it'd be like a physiological response to something mental yeah. okay in the same way even if they hadn't given you poison you still feel nauseous and puke and then they'd be like, "Well, gotcha." It's the same thing with you think you think something's wrong yeah, with yeah. you, and your body has the only reaction is that it's anxious, fear, adrenaline thing leading you to like run. It's like the flight yeah. response kind of thing that, that appears. And I think that you're as we're animals, really, who have been given this higher brain function that doesn't really gel with the the primal brain. And so when you got told that your heart was fine, you were like, "Oh, okay, maybe yeah. there's nothing to what am I what am I panicking about?" 
and then that snaps it you did. out of it. I, I don't think that, that there is always a way to snap out of it um, at all. Like, I think some people well, my, my, have them for no my reason. My mum immediately said, have you got a paper bag in the house? She goes, of course, it's really hard to get paper bags these days. Like, there was some breakdown of society. <laughs> that led to, you know, modern life means there's no blooming paper bags anymore, even though the paper it's bags are all over It's that guy with the red pants and the fucking straw oh, hat. He's taking all the fucking paper We've bags. We've outlawed paper bags in this country. Now, but she said you got to breathe into that. because the, 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 my 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 um my hands were going numb and like tingly and that's because I'd massively over oxygenated my blood Fuck. by taking these big heaving breaths which is making things even worse that's right so even, and he said your oxygen level in your blood is like 100% like you've got all the oxygen you need and your heart is fine what do you think the problem is i was like i have no idea but it, yeah, it was really fucking, it was, I felt like such an idiot. And he was like, don't feel stupid because everything that your body and your brain was telling you was this is bad. And the doctor that looked at me said, oh, they did the blood test, they were like, you're fine. But he said, um, never, never hesitate to come in. Because like from their perspective, what if I'm having a heart attack and I go, oh, it's just a panic attack. Bam, dead. You know what I mean? Like it's better to be safe than yeah. sorry. Oh, totally. Man. Totally. Yeah. I think I think you you obviously got worked up about something and it, it spiraled out of control in the I classic, Dota. classic form. I mean, we'd won a couple. We'd lost a game of CSGO. None of this is unusual to me. You know what I mean? I hadn't had a stressful day. It might be Everything like, seemed fine. It might be something. Pardon me, sorry. <clears throat> God, the kids are back to school. I had to wake up really <laughs> early this morning. Um, oh, no, I know, dude. I know. Think it, it's probably something like uh, like from way back that you just didn't deal with or something and subconsciously you're 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 processing yeah you subconsciously it. you realized you were like in china and you were queuing yeah. up for some like hot pot and there was this asshole there and yeah who should have recognized you and you just wanted a beer you just wanted a fucking beer and they were fucking around with a coffee yeah, machine yeah. and then the taxi turned Stop, up gonna, and it was gonna, gonna take you to the another Listen, you should do what my three-year-old daughter does, okay? Maybe this will help you in your life. My my three-year-old daughter, while we were in Center Parks, actually did a full curb stomp beatdown, uh, and not even jokingly, on a golf club. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was right? something else. It was crazy. We were playing mini putt and uh, she didn't know how to hold the she didn't know how to hold the putter or, or do anything or whatever. So she lost her shit. No, huh? no, I did the dad. I did the I did the dad thing. I stood behind her, held the putter with her, helped her putt and stuff. And she was like super happy. We're doing great putts. You know, we were we were we, we weren't sinking balls, but she was just happy to be able to get the ball away from like the start closer to the hole right. or whatever. Away yeah. from her. And then so yeah. the ball would get down close to the hole. She'd run down like the green, the mini putt green, pick up the ball and put it in the hole. And that was like to her, this is how you play the game, and I'm winning, right? She was happy. Wow. So I was like, cool. So we get to hole number eight. Uh everybody's struggling with this hole. So we, we do we do our move, you know, stand behind her, lean over. We're both holding the putter, take the putt, fucking travels down the green, beautifully curves, bam, right in, hole in one, right? My wife is like going crazy. My son's like clapping. We're, everybody's cheering and everything. We're all so happy we managed to get this hole in one. Turn around and my daughter is fucking curb stomping, beating down this golf club on the side of the green why like angry as anything 
Because she wanted to run up, pick up the ball, and put it into the hole. Oh my god! She didn't want kids are nuts. She didn't understand that a hole in one was a good thing. She thought we'd failed, <laughs> and <laughs> was fucking pissed about it too. Oh man! I love the way she just destroyed the golf club. Man, that's yeah, that's what, I don't know where she gets it. You from. see, real like, sportsmen I, do that all the time. I don't. I. I. I don't think I've ever been like that. My wife isn't like that either. Like we're not. We don't like you know have like any violent like lashing outs at objects or anything like that but maybe, maybe she's like brightburn dude did you see that movie that movie sucked it was like the office space you know when they do like that the, the gangster beatdown of the of the <laughs> fax machine out in the field yeah it was like that she was fucking oh, going for it she just like was so pissed off at this golf club it was hilarious oh yeah can we very briefly say yogcom was fucking awesome and i loved it and we should do it again yeah i think we said it last time we'd had a podcast but it's fine you could say i it just again. saw it on my calendar yeah i, I was looking back to it see was fun actually it's it a, was i've had a chance to process it all and stuff and i gotta say it was good it went everything went well it was nice it was a really good one cool yeah, yeah. all right well i think that's time to end the podcast thanks guys thanks for listening we've got a patreon you can support us if you like you don't have to um otherwise we'll see you next time Bye. peace Bye. Bye.